I saw a uh, a post going around on social media the other day. It was uh, about a term called the Titler cycle. So I looked into that a little bit. And the following quote is supposedly attributed to a Scottish history professor, Alexander Tyler, in 1787. Now, it's said that it portrays an accurate reflection of what has occurred during our 200-plus years of existence as a democracy, which, by the way, like I said before, we're not a democracy. (laughs) People stop saying that. We're not a democracy. We are a representative republic. I've pointed out what democracies are. It's mob rule, and it may be mob rule that you may not like very much. In a representative republic, everybody gets a say. There also seems to be conflicting information out there as to whether Alexander Tytler, or Tytler, depending on what you read, uh, even exists, or if he's just totally fictional. It doesn't really matter. For the purpose of what I'm going to talk about right now, it doesn't matter if he's real or not. Heck, heck, even Sun Tzu's The Art of War, nobody even knows if Sun Tzu was really a real person. It doesn't matter. The Art of War is a very, very good read, and it's very good information. So that's what matters to me. I like this quote from what I read about the Titler cycle. I find it relevant in our world we live in today. It goes like this. A democracy is always temporary in nature. It simply cannot exist as a permanent form of government. A democracy will continue to exist up until the time that voters discover that they can vote themselves generous gifts from the public treasury. Wow, does that sound familiar? From that moment on, the majority always votes for the candidates who promise the most benefits from the public treasury, with the result that every democracy will finally collapse due to loose fiscal policy, which is always followed by a dictatorship. That's absolutely true. The average age of the world's greatest civilizations from the beginning of history has been about 200 years. During those 200 years, these nations always progressed through the following sequence. From bondage to spiritual faith. From spiritual faith to great courage. From courage to liberty. From liberty to abundance. From abundance to complacency. From complacency to apathy. From apathy to dependence. From dependence back into bondage. Now, (laughs) what a vicious circle. (laughs) No, tell me about it. I don't really see how the 200-year thing is accurate because I did a little research, as usual, and there have been a lot of empires in history that have lasted longer than that. But that doesn't say that maybe this cycle didn't like it. It's like I've said a, numer- a bunch of numerous times, uh, almost everything is cyclical, by the way, including climate. But that's okay. I don't want to get down that rabbit hole right now. Maybe later. The Roman Empire lasted from 27 BC to 1453. That's one of the ones that we hear about the most. And of course, they collapsed for the reasons I'm going to mention. Ancient Egypt, 3150 B.C. to 30 B.C. That's a long time. Yeah. The Greek Empire, 800 B.C. to 600 A.D. The British Empire, which is still around, they 
started in 1583 AD. They haven't been around a long time compared to these other ones. The United States, 1776 until now. The Chinese Empire, 221 BC to 1912 AD. Now that's the previous system that existed before the current Chinese government. The Islamic Golden Age, from 750 AD to 1257 AD. The Mongol Empire. That's one of my favorite ones. <laughs> Twelve. Why is this your favorite? I'm, I'm getting to that. <laughs> okay. 1206 AD to 1368 AD. Here's an interesting thing. Okay. That's where Genghis Khan existed. Remember, Genghis Khan, I love Genghis Khan. He was a complete and brutal conqueror, but he's an interesting character in history. And here's an interesting fact that I did not know until I did this research. Did you know that one in 200 people in this world are descendants of Genghis Khan? Whoa. I hope I am. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The Persian Empire, 550 B.C. to 651 A.D., and the Mayan Empire from 2000 B.C. to 1540 A.D. And by the way, did you know the Mayan Empire invented the wheel in the Americas? That's where the wheel came from, the Mayan Empire. That's what I read. Yeah. Yeah. So, history shows that empires typically end when they are invaded and taken over by somebody else. All of these other places, the ones that have already come and gone, that was the case. So, they were taken over by somebody else, not, take- not by their own tyranny in their, you know, part of their people? Well, I mean, their tyranny led to the, led to the cycle, which I pointed out, mm-hmm. okay? But, but keep listening here. Okay. History shows that empires typically end when they are invaded and taken over by somebody else. So, here's an interesting question I have. Where are all the reparations for those for those conquered empires, for I, crying out loud? I'm a descendant of them. I need a reparation. <laughs> so, great empires are not built without faith and courage and a lot of hard work. Great abundance... Oh, 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 no, hold on. I missed that part. Through faith, courage, and hard work, great abundance is achieved. I think we can all agree on that. Mm-hmm. Great abundance gets passed down to the descendants of those that did the hard work to build the great empire. And after all, and we hear this all the time from parents, most parents want to ensure that their children have it better than they did. Unfortunately, that has a bad side effect. The descendants that enjoy the spoils of all the prosperity and didn't do any of the hard work become complacent, apathetic, and dependent on the great system built by their ancestors. What does that sound like today? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I even say when your kid grows up and you hand him a car and you hand him everything, they don't appreciate everything. They, they'll wreck the car. They won't have any consideration. Uh, no kidding. But if you have to pay for it yourself, it's a different story. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So the descendants that enjoy the spoils of all the prosperity and didn't do any of the hard work become complacent, apathetic, and dependent on the great system built by their ancestors, and spoiled is probably the key word here, right? They ultimately become a slave to the system. While the latest generation becomes less involved in doing the things that contribute to building and maintaining a great empire— the barbarians that want what you have begin to invade. 
<laughs> We're seeing that in the United States right now. Open the borders. Open them borders. Mm. Let them barbarians in. <laughs> I believe the invasion of America is being fueled by politicians that believe that they can immigrate enough voters to keep them in power forever. Did you know that there are a lot of illegal immigrants being trafficked into our country by American citizens being paid by the cartel? I watched an interesting program the other day on Epic TV, and they're dealing with this problem like you wouldn't believe it in Texas along the border in which American citizens are somehow being solicited online by these cartels or whoever else. I wouldn't even be surprised if it was corrupt politicians in our own country paying them literally like 3000 bucks ahead to sneak these illegals into the country. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, I've heard about okay. it. Sir, and I've seen it, but I'm I'm thinking what traitors they are to their country. They are. They're traitors. Traitors. traitors that's yeah. what I call them. Mm-hmm. So Texas is being overwhelmed by this sort of activity. Corrupt politicians also stay in power by buying votes through government entitlement programs designed to make people a slave to the government. Face it, if you make somebody a slave to the government and you get them used to living off of real pittance or in Nancy Pelosi's words, off of, what did she say, uh, scraps, you get these people used to living off this really minimal existence and they get used to that, well, hey, it's a sucky minimal existence, but at least I don't have to work for it, right? And you can keep them in that situation forever. And they're going to keep voting for these people that put you into this miserable existence. Thank you so much for my miserable existence. I want to keep you in power as long as possible so I can live like this forever. Pathetic. (laughs) Yes, it is. Politicians are going to continue unconstitutionally giving away our taxpayer money in an effort to stay in power forever or at least until they finally drop dead. Since some of these people are now approaching their 80s and even 90s, I would guess that that may not be very long. They're not concerned with how the destruction of our language and culture is going to cause the downfall downfall of our empire, which, face it, the United States is an empire. Only if they can stay in power for another day. It's also become obvious here lately that the party in power can use the full power and resources of the federal government to destroy their political enemies. Does anybody with a brain actually believe that Donald Trump is suddenly guilty of over 80 crimes? Before he was running for president, we never heard anything of this stuff. Have you ever heard of any way, anyone, anyone? Stella, have you ever heard of anyone in your entire life that ever got charged with 80 crimes? Not ever, especially like, well, he's running for president, so he's asking for it, you know. Yeah, but but no. And then all these crimes were like way back, you know, like before he was even president or whatever. But they weren't concerned about those crimes. No, no. They they? loved him then. Oh, they loved him then. Yes. He was a bomb. Yes. Mm -hmm. Lastly. Oh, I, I wanted to mention one other thing here. You know all the earmarks we're hearing about all the time? Earmarks. Okay. What they do is they put a bill out there. They say the bill is for one thing. Okay. And they put that out there. And that's all anybody pays attention to because most people have their heads in the sand or they're watching MSDNC or or CNN or one of these other leftist – 
far left uh, state state run news networks, and all they hear about is the title of the bill and what the bill for. Oh well, that sounds really good. They do not know anything about the thousands of earmarks, namely. Uh, little each politician gets in there and and they they pay off their buddies for getting them voted into office and and that's what these earmarks are all about have you ever seriously seen the bills and how many thousands of pages it is it's easy to sneak them in because who's going to sit there and read all of that when like you said the title said the bill is for this so you yeah people to say okay well that sounds good but if you keep going through the thousands of pages they slip in whatever they need nobody does read them no who does who could who could read them lastly After World War II, we used to think of the United States as a country that would stand with our allies to fight against global tyranny. After all, if the United States had not entered war to help Europe defeat the Nazis in Germany, the world would likely have been conquered by the racist Nazi empire. And we'd all be speaking German right now. (laughs) (laughs) They were well on their way to winning. Now we hear talk about how the United States is spreading democracy around the world. Isn't that a lot like this term I've heard called nation building or even a form of global domination? All this spreading of democracy is being facilitated militarily by NATO. And for those that don't know what NATO, the acronym stands for, stands for North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Is NATO, and I'm going to make some people mad when I say this, but I've said this before and I still stand by this. Is NATO simply another name for the Army of the New World Order? In case you didn't know, as of 2021, the United States is funding, listen to this, 69% of NATO's budget out of the 29 countries that are involved in NATO. The dollar amount for that happens to be, and this is as of 2021, that was two years ago, $1.2 trillion, and that is with a T, I did not say billion, I said trillion, trillion dollars of your taxpayer money. Remember how Donald Trump wanted to, to defund NATO? Ever wonder why? Are we draining our own resources and destroying our own country by trying to spread democracy throughout the world? In some cases, to countries which have a different idea of democracy than we do? With all of this, is our country about to move from the dependency stage I mentioned earlier in the Titler cycle into the bondage stage after the United States has been completely overrun by invaders In a quote from one of the articles I read to do this monologue written by a guy by the name of Gary North, he stated, It is true that democracy undermines freedom when voters believe they can live off of others' productivity. When they modify the commandment, thou shalt not steal, except by majority vote. The politics of plunder is no doubt destructive of both morality and the division of labor, but there is no law of historical decline that says that people cannot change their minds. Well, I hope they do, but it doesn't look like they're going to at this point. Changing minds is what education is all about. 
so is evangelism. Neither progress nor decline is guaranteed by some internal logic of society. Logic is what people use to interpret and then change society. There is no such thing as social logic. Yeah, I think I agree with most of those statements. And, you know, he talks about changing minds is what education is all about. Unfortunately, our education system has been infiltrated by a bunch of leftist socialists. What do you do? Mm-hmm. 